0: following program is a work of fiction dealing with the potential fallout from untreated mental illness. If you're triggered by this subject, we urge you to proceed cautiously and to look into counseling or other resources available online or in your area. Take action. You're worth it. The Smell of Pines Darkly Part two oh,
1: Damn it morning It's open What? Good
2: morning, Sunshine
1: Get Out
2: Nope I was invited.
1: Nadia, please get out.
2: I told you, I'm here by invitation. Whose? Yours. You came in late last night and you asked me to make sure you got up in time for work. It seemed pretty insistent, too.
1: I don't remember doing that.
2: Not surprising. What were you flying on last night, anyway?
1: Keep your voice down.
2: Relax. Dad's already gone, I think. Seriously, though, you were really out of it last night. What's going on? Nothing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: Since when is my welfare your hobby? What?
2: Jan said it's all over town that Brett was giving you shit at the Viking last night. Great. I'm just thinking. I know that was a real struggle back in the day. For you.
1: I don't worry about that idiot.
2: So he didn't humiliate you and run you out into the street? No. Fine. Did my goody-goody thing and it got tossed back in my face. Like usual. You're gonna be late, jerk. Get a move on.
1: Nadia, wait. What? What? There's something that's been bugging me. Yeah. Do you think I'd be capable of killing someone?
2: Where did this come from?
1: <laughs> What's so funny? Stop it.
2: What's so funny? <laughs> Jeez, Daniel. Don't you get it? We all are. What? Of course you're capable of it. Kind of surprised you haven't before now.
1: How can you say that? I'd never... I I couldn't.
2: I just... Everyone could. You know that better than I do, judging from your bookshelf.
1: Reading about it is different. You're ignorant.
2: I know more than you think. About what? About murder, genius.
1: Have you been in my room again?
2: I have a phone and the internet. I have no need for your dead treason ink. I know all kinds of things. Like the McDonald Triad, for instance. So? So I think that's why you're asking me if you're capable of killing someone? You had that head injury at the Ninth Street rink. You used to wet the bed.
1: For God's sakes, I was four.
2: I know. And then there's that squirrel. Third part of the triad, right?
1: Animal abuse? I had nothing to do with the squirrel. Besides, the triad describes factors from childhood that could lead to a person becoming a serial killer. I'm
2: 24. Hey, you just asked if I thought you could kill. Just pointing out the evidence. Well, if
1: that's the evidence, anyone could fit in the triangle.
2: In this family, maybe. Quit blaming the
1: family. Why? Because you shouldn't say those things. Besides, you're part of the family. What have you done? No way.
2: No, you're right. I have never taken a life.
1: So why do you say these things?
2: Remember Sylvie Maxell, my bestie from second grade.
1: The girl that drowned.
0: Hmm.
2: Her folks had a place on the lake. We were jumping off the dock. Her folks weren't nearby because, you know, lake kids swim like fish, right? She jumped in and... must have hit a rock or something because she messed up her ankle real bad. Probably broke it. And she panicked. Trying to kick with a busted ankle. She's screaming and going under at the same time. All it really takes is one lung full of water and...
1: And you think this makes you a murderer?
2: No, no. Not really, anyway. I mean, I was just eight myself. What the hell could I do? I just... I remember what it felt like to stand and watch. To wait and look and not call out for help. Not until she was all the way under. Then I ran up to the house and told her mom what happened. She's screaming. Her dad dove into the water heroically. So damn silty in the lake, he couldn't find her. Police had to dredge her up later. Meanwhile... I'm under shock blankets and they're asking me questions. All kinds of attention. Somebody actually gave me ice cream. And on Monday at school, everyone was super nice. Miss Ramsey even let me skip a test when I said my stomach hurt. You get the picture, Daniel? I never killed anyone, but I didn't feel shit when I watched her die. And the next week, being the center of attention, That was the best damn week of
1: second grade. I... I don't know what you want me to say.
2: Who'd you murder, Daniel?
3: Nadia? Is Daniel up? Yeah, Mom. He's in here. Oh, good. Daniel, I'm glad you're still here. Where's my car? What? Well, the van. I thought you took it to work.
1: I'm running late.
3: Obviously. Do you know where my car is?
1: No. Why would I take your van?
3: Well, I don't see your car out there.
1: Well, it's uh, in town by the Viking. I forgot I had it last night when I went into town and I walked home. Oh,
3: for God's sakes, Daniel.
1: Mom, I've got to go. I'm running late.
3: With what? Your car is missing. My car is missing.
1: Is dad, I mean, his truck.
3: Your father's in the basement, but I wouldn't bother him right now. He's had a very long night. Okay. Nadia, do you have any idea where my- No, I haven't seen the van. You didn't go out last night? Sure, but Jan drove. Uh,
1: Sorry, but could you guys leave? I have to call into work.
3: Of course, honey. You know, this might be a good time to ask them about working from home. You said that was an option, yes?
1: Yeah, I will. My head ached my stomach was empty and I had to get something soon or my whole insides would clench up but I couldn't move all I could do was sit there at my desk same desk I'd had since 8th grade and look past the posters and the Minnesota Wild Pendant just looking out the window the pines around the house were whipping back and forth in the wind I could almost hear them I could almost make something out. Just about. I don't know how long I sat there, watching and trying to listen and not listen at the same time. I never did call into work, but I knew I'd be okay. With the labor shortage, they couldn't afford to fire anybody. Maybe I'd even get that home setup I'd been asking for. A special computer, exclusive to work, sitting right there in my room. Roll out of bed and write to work. Add a mini fridge and a microwave, and I'd never need to leave. Never need to go out into the woods again. Never have to talk to Dad or Nadia. Nadia. We
3: need to
0: call
3: the That no, no. Oh, the van is missing. Dad had come up from the basement. When I Probably stuck my head out in the hallway, Nadia
1: was doing the same from her room. Up. Not a pair of she was staring down car. toward the kitchen, oh, eyes like saucers.
0: You can't, and you know it.
3: Well, what do you expect me to do? I've got to work, Will.
0: Did you want to bring the cops here now? Are you insane?
3: The van is gone.
0: Daniel took it.
3: I asked him already. He said no. Oh,
0: he lies. He's a lying little shit. Always has been. What
3: about this.
1: I looked at Nadine. She, Nadia and she looked
3: problem, at me. She almost had a look of sympathy on her face. Down. You understand?
0: Almost. Not responsible. Fine. Whatever. Won't be able to find it anyway.
3: Well, I've got to try.
0: <laughs> the
1: fight had been about calling the police about Mom's missing van. She needed it to get to work, errands, and she'd had it since I was about 10. It was more a part of the family than some actual family, I guess. I didn't know why my dad was against calling the police, but it made sense in a way. Maybe that's what people mean when they say, in character. It was in character for my dad not to want the police around. I didn't know why, but it just seemed right. Put me on edge to think they'd be here soon. They'd be here. The police, or
4: the sheriffs. Daniel? The authorities. You still with me? Sorry, yeah. Uh, when did you last see the van?
1: Uh, yesterday, I guess. You guess? It's just always in the driveway. I don't notice it much.
4: You don't see it. It doesn't
1: register, I mean.
4: Yeah, yeah. Did you go anywhere yesterday? Daniel.
1: Yes, I went downtown in the evening.
4: And you have your own car, right?
1: Yeah, a Nissan.
4: So, where is it? Oh, it's a
1: stupid thing. I forgot I had it with me. Forgot? Yeah, I went down to the Viking for a cup of coffee, and I forgot I drove, walked home.
4: Oh, and about that, I want to apologize for my brother. I heard you two got into it last night.
1: Don't worry about it.
4: I guess he's our black sheep. I'll talk to him.
1: It's it's okay. Don't worry about it.
4: <sighs> yeah. Uh, you walked home, you said? Yeah. Isn't that about two miles?
1: I cut through the woods. There's a bunch of trails back there. It's pretty safe.
4: Sure. I used to goof off on those trails when I was a kid. Yeah. So you forgot your car and you walked home through the woods? Yeah. Uh, what time was that? Uh, seven or
1: eight, I think.
4: Closer to eight? I think so? I really don't remember. Because maybe you could help us with another matter. What? We picked up an old homeless guy last night. He was in pretty bad shape. Apparently he'd crawled all the way back to the road from somewhere in the woods, and managed to flag down a car. We got him to the hospital. What was wrong with him? That's the thing. He'd claimed he'd been attacked. You know that old street light at Roger's Corner? The one that's just kind of out in the woods now? Daniel? No. I thought you said you'd been all through those trails. Tough to miss that light. It looks like something out of Narnia. Uh,
1: Oh, yeah, the the street light, sure.
4: You remember it now? Yeah, yeah. This old homeless guy said he'd been attacked there. Said some young guy just walked out of the woods wearing a red jacket and started beating the crap out of him. He said he thought he was having a heart attack.
1: That's terrible.
4: I guess. This old guy was a vagrant, but I don't think he deserved that. So, do you know anything about this? Me? Yeah. You said you were walking through the woods about then, did you see anything? No. How about a red jacket? Do you own one? Do you think I did it? To be honest, no. I'd like to eliminate you as a suspect though. I'm sure some kids just did it and the guy had it wrong. Probably wasn't even a red jacket. (laughs) These guys drink Everclear, they're half blind.
1: I didn't see anyone. I didn't, I walked by the streetlight and I didn't see anyone.
4: Uh-huh. Do you own a red jacket?
1: I don't think, no.
4: Okay. If you think of anything else, here's my card. Thank you.
3: Rose Follett? Yes.
4: <laughs> Looks like you got a delivery. Yeah.
0: Would you sign there, please?
4: I'll just show myself out. Yeah, thanks.
0: Thank you. Have a good day.
3: Thank you. What is it, Mom? It's from an attorney in Colorado Springs.
1: Do you think it's about your dad?
3: Maybe. Oh!
1: Is that a check?
3: Jesus! Jesus!
1: I thought you said you and your dad never got along.
3: We don't. Oh. What is it? He's dead. What? Apparently your grandfather died some time ago. This is my share of a life insurance policy. I guess he split it between me and his new wife.
1: Wow. So is there going to be a funeral?
3: I'm sure it already happened, and I'm sure we weren't invited. Well, this is... something.
1: I couldn't believe that day. But if you thought we were jumping up and down about that money, forget it. It was a funeral house now. Then to make things weirder, Mom just marched downstairs to the basement. Dad's domain. She never did that. None of us did. She came up five minutes later and five minutes after that. My father left. I walked back through the woods to get to town. Headphones on, of course. Listening to some loops I made years ago. When I can't hear them and can't mishear them, I love the woods. The smell, the sights. The wind would hit a branch and dislodge the snow, sending it down on top of me. I didn't even mind that. I was wandering in the general direction of town when I realized I was retracing my steps from the night before. Then, there was the lamppost. The Narnia lamppost, the cop called it. Behind, just at the edge of the woods, I could see the homeless guy's shopping cart leaning and kind of crooked against a tree. All the content seemed to be there. I bet that'll make him happy and when he got back to it. and half a mind to push the cart up the trail and take it to the hospital. Deliver it to the guy in his room, maybe. But I kept walking. I just kept my head down until I left the woods and walked downtown. It was with more than a little relief that I saw my car parked next to the Viking. I'd put a lot of work into that car. Kept it running when it probably shouldn't. Apparently I'd gotten in my car, driven down here, chatted with a waitress while eating pie, and had no memory of any of it. Kind of terrifying, but also kind of distant. Like I'd almost fallen off a cliff and was now steadily walking away. More safe with every step. Safe. I felt safe. I felt safe until I noticed the police tape across
0: the door of the diner.
4: Yeah, I did not know her.
0: Barb's granddaughter, I heard.
4: That's so. It's a shame. Things like this never used to happen in town. Uh, what's her name?
0: Uh, Beth. Pretty little
4: thing. Shame. I just hope they don't try to reopen the diner soon. They'll never get that blood out.
0: Oh, they will. But you're right, they, they really shouldn't open up too soon.
4: Waitress murdered like that in a restaurant. You'd yeah. stay closed for a month or two at least. Oh, at least.
0: Yeah, I wonder who did
4: it. Probably just some drifter going through town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I
0: can see that. Drifters, you can't press them.
1: She was dead. They were talking about Beth, the girl that was nice to me the girl from out of town, the girl trying to get away from something. She was dead. Would the cops want to talk to me? Was I the last one to see her alive? I got to think, got to, got to think. Options. Uh,
3: Just a second, Daniel. There. Just writing Janet to let her know about our little windfall.
1: You told Janet?
3: I tell Janet everything. Now, what's up?
1: I I was wondering what your plans were for the money.
3: Well, I'm not 100% sure yet, but I was thinking about a new kitchen.
1: Oh, those are expensive, right?
3: Oh, we can afford it now. Not much else to spend it on, honestly. I mean, we couldn't retire on 60000 at our age. We'd probably spend it all before we died, so... I think a new car and a new kitchen. And then the rest in the bank. New car? Yes, I've actually been looking online. There's a pretty good one in a lot down in Orr, and the dealer offered to come and pick me up in it.
1: What about the van?
3: Uh, well, the cops are looking for it, but I don't hold out much hope. (laughs) Some kids probably took it and drove it off a cliff somewhere. Why all the questions? Hmm? Why all the questions about the money? Did you want something?
1: Oh, well, um, I did want to talk to you about something, yeah. Oh, what's that? I'm thinking, I'm thinking I should go away.
3: Do you want to go back to school? No. I see. Where would you go?
1: I don't know. Minneapolis? Maybe California?
3: Uh Uh-huh. Those two options are pretty far apart, Daniel. Doesn't really sound like you have a plan.
1: It's just an idea.
3: Well, how much money do you think this idea will take? I don't know. So, you don't know where you're going, or what you're going to do when you get there, or how much cash it will take. You just want money to go. My money. Even though you have a full-time job. Well, I
1: thought because we had this extra money... That I
3: just wasted? Sweetie, I know it seems like a dead end here, but hitting the open road without a plan? That only works in the movies.
1: So, no.
3: I'm sorry, but the answer is no. I love you, Daniel, but I think you still need some watching over... You can't do this impulsive nonsense and expect things to work out.
1: What do you mean I need watching over?
3: Don't be mad.
1: I'm not. I just... I don't understand.
3: You've just always been very sensitive about things. Your sister is the practical one. She has a tougher hide. She'll do fine on her own, but I worry about you.
1: I just need a thousand. Maybe for a vacation?
3: You have your own money for that.
1: But I was thinking No,
3: Daniel, you weren't thinking. You were just wanting. What? You were just wanting something, that's all. We all do sometimes.
1: You don't know me.
3: Excuse me?
1: You don't know me.
3: What are you talking about? Are you alright?
1: I'm not alright. None of us are alright. Daniel. None of us. None of us!
3: What are you doing with that?
1: The scissors, Mother? What am I doing with the scissors? Here, I'll help you see! Ah! There! Is that better?
3: You almost stabbed me in the eye!
1: Oh, I wasn't that close. Not as close as I can get now.
3: Ah! See,
1: if I grab your hair like that and yank your head back so that it stays still, I could get the point of the scissors very close indeed. Daniel! Relax, Mom, you're fighting my hand, fighting against me holding your hair like this. You know what would happen if I let go of your hair? With your neck straining against my grip, you'd plunge forward. You wouldn't be able to help yourself, you'd plunge forward right onto the point of these-
2: Daniel! Hey, hey, let me take those. Now, loosen your grip. Let go, Dan. Let her go,
3: now. What, what the hell is wrong with you? I, I, What the hell is wrong with you? You could have stabbed me in the eye.
1: I, I, I'm sorry.
3: You're sorry? You're sorry? Mom! You do anything like that to me again and I will end you, do you understand? I will turn this whole family into a Greek tragedy and roast you alive on a spit! Do you understand? Jesus, Mom, relax. Daniel?
1: What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? 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 What the hell was that? What did I do? What did I just... I just... I gotta go. I gotta get out. I don't have my headphones. No, it, it, it doesn't matter. Go. Just just keep walking. I just keep going. I don't have headphones. It matter, doesn't matter. It's just it's just the wind. It's just the wind in the pine trees. Just No. Just wind. Just wind. With trying to make sense of the wind. There aren't any voices. There's nothing there. Nothing there. I can't hear you. <gasps> Damn it. It's 7.30. I lost eight hours. Eight hours. Okay. I got back to the house and Mom was just leaving in what I presume was her new car. It looked nice, the car. I thought she was going a little fast for the driveway. A little fast for... Our driveway came to a T at the highway. If you didn't watch out, well, the traffic was fast. Especially the trucks. Oh my god! I suppose I should have taken off at a sprint. Run down, seen what happened to my mother's new car. To my mother. I couldn't move. There, by the driveway, just up the hill from the accident. He was standing. An old man with a long beard and a bloody leather apron. As if he'd been butchering something. Old Oli was here. Old Oli was real. As real as anything as real as my life, as real as my mother's death, my mother's
0: death. The Smell of Pines, Darkly, Part Two. Starred Justin Kapla as Daniel. Trelawney Irwin was Nadia. Ayla McIntosh played Rose. Jeffrey Adams was Will. And Caleb Silvers played the deputy. Other voices by the talented cast. Script, direction, and sound design by Jeffrey Adams. This program is copyright 2022 by the Icebox Radio Theater, which is solely responsible for its content. Partial funding made possible in part by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Minnesota State Arts Board, thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. IceboxRadio.org